passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the OBR Weekly with Fred Griefen. My name is Ian McBride. I will be your host tonight. Uh, I am uh, still recovering from the coronavirus, so I apologize if I have some throat issues today. Uh, I know my voice sounds a little bit deeper, a little bit. I got more of a radio voice uh, right now because of the uh, because of the whole uh, the whole throat decimation. So uh, maybe maybe it sounds a little bit better than usual. But I'm joined by Fred Greetham today. Fred, uh, I'm sure you've had a wonderful day. Uh, absolutely nothing of uh, of note happened. Uh, we didn't really get any anything major. Uh, uh, unfortunately, that is not true. We got the big news after about a day and a half of maybe thinking that this whole scenario was over. We got the news that Deshaun Watson's suspension will be appealed by the NFL. That word appeal doesn't really mean anything. Uh, the NFL will be appointing their own um, decision maker or arbitrator. I don't know what they're going to call it uh, to determine, you know, what, how much they add. So if effectively Goodell's going to appoint somebody and then tell, tell them how many games he wants uh, Deshaun Watson to be suspended for. So that's the news of the day. Fred, what is your instant reaction to this whole uh, absolute farce? Well, it changes everything to me. It's a big charade. Um, you have, it's been five weeks since Judge Sue Robinson, uh, even if she did not know Deshaun Watson from the man on the moon, when she met him or, or started hearing the case on June 28th, she had three full days of the trial, so to say, or the hearing with everybody involved. So she heard that probably more than she wanted to hear in those three days. And then on June 30th, started to look at the notes and the whole situation did did so for a couple weeks and then both sides were able to turn in more you know briefs and they had to have them in by July 12th anyway when everything was said and done she had that by the 12th of July here it was August 1st which was Monday so really 3 almost 4 weeks later she's been deliberating looking at all this Browns fans everybody's been waiting for the decision and on Monday, August 1st this week, she wrote a 16-page uh, deliberation summary. And part of it was a six-game suspension, what she was recommending. Now, it wasn't all wine and roses. She ripped the Browns, Watson. She ripped the NFL for their uh, the way they've handled things in the past. And basically you know, issued her ruling. And what I find very, you know, interesting is there's an outcry from women's group across the country about how lenient the stance was. But the last I knew, Judge Sue Robinson was a woman and they just threw her 
her being a federal judge, independent arbitrator who really has no stake in the game, completely out the window. So what was the purpose of that? Five weeks of deliberation and, you know, and weighing everything. And, and that's kind of disrespectful to me, to the judge, you know, they could have, NFL could have just said, look, we disagree with, we wanted it to be more, but this is, this is what she found. This is the first time we agreed on this independent, you know, NFL and NFLPA came together and appointed her. And this is what they, and then they threw it all out the window and it goes right back to what the players didn't want in the first place. Final say is Roger Goodell or his office. That's what the NFL players were trying to get away from. Now I realize they somehow agreed that the final <laughs> arbitrator, you know, was Goodell or his office. Well, what do you think's going to happen now? They've been pushing for over, for a year indefinite suspension and they're just basically saying, ah, we don't like your ruling. So I don't think they're going to say, well, let's do eight. I think they're going for a minimum of 12, if not the season. And for the Browns this year, you know, which it looked like on the field, hopes were pretty good. You know, even six weeks is a third of the season, but most people felt – they could weather that storm. Yeah. I felt the tipping point was eight games, and I'm almost positive it's going to be a lot more than eight games. It's yeah. going to be like 12, if not the whole season. So, you know, I think it's the emotion for a Browns fan. The NFL has decided, Ian, we're going to make it – we're, we're going to camp on this hill. We're going to make our stand that this is the example – that we're going to make, you know, of a guy who gets all this money and, you know, even though he never got charged criminally, what he's been accused of and, you know, and even in the judge's ruling is kind of despicable, but, you know, <laughs> the NFL didn't have any rules, you know, listed for these yep. type of things. So it's, it's really, you know, I don't yeah, know. I think I'm that tired was of it. That was one of the things that I think Sue Robinson was really critical about the NFL about is that they did not have rules in place for this sort of situation. And so the NFL kind of wants to say, okay, there weren't any rules. Let's make them up now. But Sue Robinson, obviously, you know, with a legal background, she's a federal judge. She doesn't subscribe to that philosophy of, okay, let's make up the rules as we go. These are the rules as written and force them as written. That was her decision. And the NFL says, no, Dustin Murphy, shout out. I do look like Seth Rogen. I've been told that all the time. Uh, I am currently in what I would call a quarantine cave uh, and does not have great lighting. Uh, if you know anything about green screens, if you don't have great lighting, uh, it doesn't look too great. So uh, I am unfortunately just kind of not able to, to fire off the OVR background. Uh, but Thank you for uh, for the Seth Rogen comment. I, I actually get that all the time, so and I'm totally fine with it. Seth Rogen's a, a you know very funny person. Um, let's let's move towards what you think is going to happen next, because there's two schools of thought, and we, we've seen reporters kind of on both sides. One is the NFL is going to take a hard line stance here. And they are going to be pushing this for a year, in which case it is going to go to court and the uh, the NFLPA is going to air a lot of dirty laundry 
specifically targeting the owners who uh, did not get punished for similar offenses. And then the, there's the other school of thought, which is the NFL wants the suspension to be longer, mostly for optics. But again, this entire thing is generally for optics, so they don't want it to go to court. They basically just wanted some leverage back. Now they're going to the NFLPA say, okay, let's make it 12 games. The NFL really wants that 12 games because the 12th game is at Houston and they do not want that to happen. So that would be my assumption uh, is if they want to do the settling, it's it's to go for that 12 games. Do you think it's it's that they're looking to settle still or do you think this is NFL's going to, you know, uh, draw a line in the sand and say this is going to be the full year? I don't know really all the semantics of legalities, but I've heard a lot, you know, about bringing up information on these owners. And I think part of the Stephen Ross yesterday was to say, look, we're doing something to the owners. Well, he's not being accused of the sex scandals that you have involved with the Snyders and the Jones and the, you know, the Robert Kraft. I cannot believe they would want all these skeletons in the closet to come out in court. That said, the NFL never loses in court. You know, I mean, you got to go back to almost like a CTE case, I think with Mike Webster or something that there was a case that they lost. They always seem to win. So I don't know what the end game is here, but if, if 12 games is what it settles on to me, I mean, it's, it's just like, okay, that's a screwed season. So, yep. you know, you might as well say the whole year, because do you really think if you're three and 11 or, or excuse me, three and nine, even if you won your last five games, it does you any good. Um, there's a huge drop up between Deshaun Watson and Jacoby Brissett. I watch yep. them every day and they're not going to have the same type of season against the teams they're playing in the second half of the season, you know, without him. So, yeah, the NFL is making an example of Deshaun Watson is what I feel. So I don't know if I can understand why Watson's camp wouldn't accept the 12 games because, I mean, that's kind of useless. You might as well just say the season because, yeah. I mean, what do you want? You want to – a five and 12 year or what? I mean, that's what it's going to be. And then it looks really bad. I mean, the Browns look really bad all the way around for everything they did to get Watson and bring all this, you know, on the organization, but their calculations were obviously wrong thinking that six games to eight games and it would blow over, you know, it's going to be, it started out on Monday looking like they might've got away with what they were thinking, but the NFL saying, Nope, we're not gonna, we're not gonna let it slide when they very easily could have, like I said, yeah. all they had to do is let the deadline pass and say, doggone it. We're upset about this, but yeah. Hey, it's the first case in good faith. We're going to go with what she said, but it's obvious they, they want to make an example with Deshaun Watson. Yeah, and um, I I can't imagine that this is going to help the next uh, negotiations. Uh, the first the first time 
this comes up, uh, the NFLPA would argue that the NFL is acting in bad faith by basically ignoring the, the things that they had set up. Remember, this is the OBR Weekly. This is a question and answer show. So if you guys have any questions, whether it's about Deshaun Watson or anything else at training camp, Fred was in Berea today watching uh, watching practice, and he's got plenty of information about that as well. So if you have any questions, be they Deshaun Watson or other, feel free to put them in the chat and we will fire them off. Um, let's talk about, um, sorry, I lost my train of train of thought there. Um, let's talk about the NFL here. Do you think the Browns have, have a grievance with the NFL after the NFL has been arguing for a year long suspension for the entire time? And then after the decision was made, they undid the decision and are now pushing for the year long suspension again. So they knew they wanted Deshaun Watson suspended for a year when the trade went down. Do you think the Browns have a grievance with the NFL for the NFL allowing this trade to go through, knowing they were going to be pushing for the player to be suspended indefinitely after the trade? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know how all that works, but you know, I, it was kind of like blood in the water with the sharks. I do know that there's a very short window. It's kind of like the criminal charges were not filed or he wasn't indicted. And then everybody went after him and it wasn't like, you know, you could sit around and think about it. It's like you got 24 hours, your best offer. We're going to make a decision. And, I think that with the information they had, that's what they thought. They thought, yeah, he's going to get suspended six, eight games. Yep. It's going to be a PR backlash. But once the season gets going and he gets on the field, it's all behind us. He's 26 years old. Even if we lose him for most of the season, we have him maybe for the next 10 years, you know, if they choose, yep. you know, most and franchise quarterbacks are going to their mid thirties. So all things being said, I don't know what was in their thinking, but I have to think they said they were in constant communication with the NFL. Somebody had to been telling them what was going on. Yeah. And I don't know. There's some miscalculation somewhere. To be honest, I thought all along at the beginning when the NFL was leaking indefinite suspension and all that, was just more for the look yeah, to make it sound like they really wanted to be tough, but okay, we'll settle for the six, eight games or whatever the arbitrator ruled. She rules it. And what they do, you know, obviously the, the public outcry they felt was more important to go with as opposed to the NFL players. Cause I can tell you the NFL players are not very happy with this, yeah. you know, that, they wanted to get away from Roger Goodell putting the hammer down. And after everything's said and done, he's going to put the hammer down again. Yeah. Uh, so two things I want to, I want to point out. A lot of people are making the comparison. Um, Steven Ross yesterday was disciplined by the NFL. Calvin Ridley is another person that people have brought out who uh, had a lengthier suspension for betting. Um, and one of the things that, that has really bugged me is that those are points of comparison those were violations of league rules. That was not a violation of the personal conduct policy. Those were violations of league rules that have definitive and stated penalties for violating them. Similar to 
people bringing up uh, Silas Red yesterday complained yesterday that uh, he was suspended a year for drug for marijuana. The drug offenses are written down and specific. If this happens, then this suspension happens. The personal conduct policy is not as specific, which was the point of having an independent arbitrator in the first place, which they then ignored. So let's uh, those two things. I think a lot of people are bringing up as comparison. Those aren't great comparison. Robert Kraft and Ben Roethlisberger are going to be the two big comparisons. Justina Anderson uh, stating with the NFL filing its appeal in the Sean Watson suspension, uh, they will seek an indefinite suspension. Another source tells me expect lots of talk about Big Ben versus Deshaun Watson. That's the point of comparison they want is they want to talk about how Big Ben only got six games and now you're talking about indefinite suspension uh, for Deshaun Watson. We do have a question here. Uh, from Greg Swain, I think it's something a lot of people are curious about. Could Deshaun Watson start week one if this court battle drags on? Yeah, it's my understanding, you know, similar to like, I think Tom Brady filed a lawsuit and during the, while it was going on, he was able to get back and play. Um, I mean, personally, I don't want to see that. Do you, I don't want, you know, Watson to start the season and even if he played the whole year, knowing that in 2023, he might miss the whole year. Yep. Don't y'all want to get that over with now? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's kind of like, I don't know how to describe it. Almost like a, when you're sick, you just want to get it over it's with. Why, why do you, why do you want, yeah, rip the bandaid off, start the healing. And that's what I thought was going to happen here. Um, because, yeah, you go into, you play a game, maybe they get rolling, then all of a sudden he's suspended for the middle to the rest of the year, something like that. I mean, what did that accomplish for? I don't know. So you you would rather him be on the back end because if you did make the playoffs, you have a better chance, you would think, than if you on the front end. I'd, but I don't know. It's a mess. The thing we've talked about here on this show for weeks after weeks is just the ongoing saga. And it was obvious the NFL could have got this, could have let this all be over even tomorrow morning or even today with a statement saying we're not yep. going to appeal and we respect the judge. But they're not doing that. They're opening it right back up. And and so there's a there's a reason they're doing this. They're ready to go all in and make an example is what I feel like. I don't think they're going to just say, ah, here's a couple more games. You good with that? Um, you think about the Roethlisberger. I think he got six games from Goodell. Then they filed an appeal to Goodell. And he goes, yeah. okay, four. You know, well, this is going the other way. You got an appeal to a federal independent judge, six. And now it's going back to Goodell, who's been pushing for a year or more. And then they're going to say, oh, look at us. We're really nice. We're only going to give you 12 games or we're only going to give you a year, not indefinite. You know, so it's like, I don't know. You would think the NFL wanted to stay out of federal court, but it sounds like they're willing to risk that now because I don't think Watson's camp's going to let this go if they – you know, if they come back with a really harsh, you know, situation. So who really knows? Yeah. It's, it's somebody asked, it's two days. So by Friday, if they don't do it tomorrow, um, but as far either Roger Goodell, here's the appeal or he appoints somebody, which I'm pretty sure he's going to appoint somebody, yeah. but it's going to be like 
one of his employees, yeah. you know, it'll who's be, been telling be, him we want a year or an indefinite suspension. Yeah. It's like if Ian said, okay, th- Roger, you tell me what I should do. And he says, okay, Fred, we want an indefinite year suspension. Okay. Ian, you be in charge of hearing yeah. the, and you be the independent arbitrator here. Well, how independent they're going to get the appeal from, the players association on behalf of Watson and they're yeah. going to, okay, thanks. He's out for a year. <laughs> you know, it's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, it, it's a charade. It is. And I, it's and Michael Keefe accurately when we were talking about this earlier, uh, when we went live, how, how ridiculous it is that they're using the word appeal because they're appealing to themselves. It, it, it's literally Roger Goodell in the mirror being like, Hmm. Hmm, I think you should get more games. Yes, Roger. Yes, that's a great idea, Roger. Uh, it's 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 completely absurd. Um, a couple of questions about um, you know how how a court case might go. Um, one thing to keep in mind: we're not legal. We're not lawyers here. Um, so I am not a lawyer. Is is the, your your standard uh, prefix for this? But um, the case would not be the same that. Judge Sue Robinson heard it would not be a it would not be them asking for arbitration. It would be a case that the NFL is violating the CBA, and by the letter of the CBA, the NFL is allowed to do what they're doing. Uh, it's more the, the NFLPA would be arguing that they're going against the spirit of the CBA or they are interpreting it incorrectly, but. They would be judging the CBA, not the same thing that Judge Sue Robinson was judging, which is uh, independent arbitration on the personal conduct policy. Um, so I would think the NFLPA would have a much harder time of doing that in court because, and, and we were laughing about this before the show started, they agreed to this for some reason. They agreed that this was allowed to be the process that could happen, and the NFL still held uh, you know, basically full power here. I have no idea why they did that. <laughs> It makes no sense. You know, when I first heard it, you know, and the only argument was what I've been saying all along. And a lot of people said is that, okay, this is the first case that this is ever, the lady's got a two year term, the judge, a year and a half into her two year term, she gets her first case. She takes very seriously, takes over a month, five weeks to pour over this and, and make a deliberation and then just said, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. Day and a half. Or, you that's know, all it's to throw it away. Day and a half. Yeah. You know, so everything she did basically was a waste of time. I realized there's some things that she had in there that they're going to say, okay, these are binding, you know, facts. And that's, you know, to do it. But ultimately, it's what the players wanted to get away from is the NFL always having – you know, the, to do whatever they want to do and they can issue this and. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car, like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. And it continued to go on. They they just never, is like she said in the ruling, they're trying to get ahead of this when they didn't have anything in writing. They had things in writing for violence, and they had things in writing for you know, like integrity of the game, but they didn't have it in a nonviolent, you know, sexual situation like this. And now they're trying to put it back in the bottle and look good, which you can't look good in a situation. You know, if the NFL would just say, man, we, it was our fault. We, we didn't get ahead of this and we didn't have things in place. So we'll get it in place for next time. But they decided we're, we're going to go back here and and make sure this hammer really comes down on Deshaun Watson and ultimately the Browns because they were the one that won the sweepstakes. Now, the Saints were in on this. The Panthers were in on this. The Falcons were in on this. The Colts were in on this and eight other teams. There were the 13 Texans, teams. Yeah, and the Texans were the ones that enabled it and gave him NDAs. And they're no, basically no punishment for them. Yeah, they might get something down the road, but as far as this is throwing the Browns season away and you got 90 players on the roster right now and 89 of them don't have, you know, this type of accusation. You got one player, you know, that really is, you know, causing everything to go down the drain and you have a very, very talented roster, even without Watson, the best roster I've ever seen you know, my 30 plus years covering this team. And it's very, very, uh, (laughs) you know, somebody was saying, you know, it's kind of like only with the Browns, you know, it's like, if it could go wrong, it's the Browns. And that's what it just seems like, you know, if we're going to make an example, okay, we're going to make it of the Browns because they never win anyway. (laughs) 
It, it seems like that sometimes. Charles Robinson of Yahoo Sports says the NFL's appeal to Sean Watson sanctions from multiple sources. They're looking for one year indefinite suspension plus treatment with no monetary fine. Or if the suspension is less than one year, it will carry a significant fine, uh, which I think I think basically everybody involved except maybe Deshaun Watson's agent would be fine with if it just carried a big fine. Um uh, and, you know, eight games plus, you know, a, a big fine that, uh, you know, applies to like next year or something because the contract is structured and the way that all contracts are structured where the first year is basically no money. I think everybody would be fine with that except for maybe Deshaun Watson and Deshaun Watson's agent. But uh, I that's maybe a little bit wishful thinking at this point. Um Feel free to ask any questions. We may circle back to Deshaun Watson. We're going to talk about a couple other things. Um, but obviously, because this is the big news of the day, if you have specific questions on Deshaun Watson that you want to hear from Fred, uh, go ahead and fire those in the chat. If you have questions about anything else, fire those in the chat. Um, let's talk about the wide receivers, because that was that was going to be, I think, the big thing we talked about before this whole Deshaun Watson thing was we had uh, two young receivers who were going to be competing for that third receiver spot, David Bell, Anthony Schwartz, both uh, missing time with injury. Um, and so th there's a lot of questions now. What do the Browns do? Do they go out with the free agency? And then there's one guy uh, who is really showing up in terms of uh, people saying he looks great, and that is the... Uh, uh, Michael, sorry, Michael, I forgot his name. It's been a, it's been a hectic day. Uh, Michael, Michael Woods. Michael Woods, yeah, uh, from Oklahoma, um, who was a, a bit of a questionable pick when they took him, um, but he is apparently looking very good in training camp. What has your opinion been on the wide receivers? Uh, how do you feel about, you know, that third wide receiver spot? Do you think they need to bring somebody in? Well, you know, they've been pretty adamant. In fact, a lot of them have been, been uh, dropping off. Amari Cooper did return to practice today and he looked fine. I mean, he was participating in everything he held out yesterday. One day, Stefanski said soon. We've heard that before where it turns into a long time, but he was back out there today. So they have their top two receivers in Cooper and Jones. Uh, I see David Bell every day walking fine. I see um, Schwartz without a wrap on his knee. They don't seem to be concerned with him, but they are holding him out of practice. So yep. Jakeem Grant was out today. I think it was just a veteran day arrest along with Miles Garrett. He wasn't listed that I saw as an injury. Um, and so I just don't think they're that concerned. They brought in Dalen, uh, Baldwin today played at Jackson State in Michigan. They brought in Derek Dillon yesterday. Um, two guys that I think he Dillon played in the USFL this spring. So they're two young guys that are taking reps. But Woods is getting a lot of reps. Jamarcus Bradley today made a couple plays. It's given some of these other guys opportunities. I'll say this. It's probably going to be for not because Watson's not going to play. If that's what that's what the tea leaves are looking like, but he makes them receivers look a lot better. Yeah. And I think that was their thinking is that even a guy like Jamarcus Bradley, people are going to go, wow, he's pretty good. Anybody yeah. watched the Chiefs the last couple of years and they had guys like Brian Pringle, who you never heard of. And it's yeah. like, hey, that Pringle's pretty good. It's because Patrick Mahomes was throwing him open and 
And so I think that's partly what was in their mind this year. The Schwartzes, the Bells, those guys are going to look a lot better, you know, with a, a very good quarterback. But who knows now with Brissett if they'll say, well, we need to get another veteran in here. But I really don't think right now they're that concerned. I think Schwartz and Bell, they feel, will be back in time, even for the Jacksonville game next week. I think they would probably come back after this break um, tomorrow, maybe even Friday. And then they have another break Monday that they would come back after one of these breaks and be ready to go. They don't appear to be really limping or anything. And like I said, Schwartz has had the wrap off his knee for two or three days now. So I don't know. I don't think that's their thinking. We ask Stefanski every day, especially when Cooper kind of looked dinged and, and so forth, but they're, they're going with what they have. This gives a great chance for Woods to show what he can do. And some of the guys, Mike Harley and Travell Harris, a couple undrafted guys, um, you know, are, are making their presence known as well. So yeah, I, I just right now don't see them. And, and I think this Watson thing affects everything. It could be a domino effect. If he's out for the season or most of the season, they might say, why do we need to go spend more money? You know? Yeah. Unless, and it might change your whole thinking on quarterback. You might say, okay, we got to go get Jimmy Garoppolo. He's like the only option left. And if they can get a trade like the Baker Mayfield trade, you know, where they get him and renegotiate his contract, you know, down and, and give up a, a future low round pick based on incentives, maybe that's what they do. Or they might just go with Brissett. So, but I think it could affect their thinking on, do we go spend a lot of money to bring in a wide receiver or a defensive tackle or whatever, if we're in a situation right now where we don't know really what the 2022 season, you know, brings. It's kind of like losing, you know, if he's out for 12 games or more, it's kind of like basically your quarterback tearing his ACL on the first day of practice. Your season's for most practical purposes over. I, I, I'm not trying to be disrespectful of Jacoby Brissett, but I don't see the high expectations. Even if you could get to the playoffs and you could with a very good defense and a game manager type quarterback, um, I don't know if, if you can get by the gunslingers in the AFC to get deep into the playoffs. Yeah, it'll it, it, it'll be tough to really do much until uh, until they get the quarterback question figured out. Uh, they spent three first round picks to try to do it, and unfortunately, uh, we still have a lot of question marks. Um, M. He tweeter, I apologize about your name. Uh, I did see the tweet from Michael David Smith. I think a lot of people are tweeting similar things. Michael David Smith, uh, very against Deshaun Watson, talked about how. Um, Jimmy Haslam's statement didn't really line up. We actually talked about that a little bit earlier uh, on the uh, on the live show, how absolutely terrible the statement from Jimmy Haslam was. Just using the word triggered was quite possibly the dumbest decision I've ever – they need to they, – they have so much money, I don't know how they can't hire better PR, PR people. But um, there's a lot of people who who have that opinion, and, and maybe that's something that is we're talking about, which is um, there's a lot of people who – this is sort of an unfair application of the rules 
But there's a lot of people who don't care because this is Deshaun Watson and people just don't like Deshaun Watson. And, the, and they're entirely right to not um, not like Deshaun Watson. But it, it's sort of that's that's why the NFLPA is fighting this. Right. Is it, it doesn't really matter what the situation is. If rules are being applied unfairly, they're going to fight that. It's not it, it's sort of irrelevant of the situation. It's kind of like free speech. You're either, you know, believer in free speech or you're not, you know, it's whatever. It's like the guy is, is due process. And then you, you know, he's went through the criminal situation, whether he was guilty or not, he was found not indicted. And then you go through and, and the precedent and everything is still off the table. It's, you know, even even settling all these cases or whatever. And you're still, you know, going to be banned or nearly banned. And uh, how, how are you if they can just arbitrarily do this because they can do that? Any NFL player, you know, is subject to the same type thing. And so I guess, <laughs> you know, they're trying to figure out how as an employee or working for a team, how they can be held to things. And then the owners who in their agreement said they have to be held to a higher standard are doing basically the same type things and nothing happens to them. Let's just have black and white. Here's the rules. It doesn't matter who you are, you know? Yeah. Uh, question from Matthew Hedrick. What do you think uh, Busby, who is Deshaun Watson's lawyer, for those who don't know, is going to talk about tomorrow? Uh, it's a good question. Um, my my guess is he says nothing and waits to see what the NFLPA says. Uh, but what are your thoughts on that, Fred? I don't know. I don't really care. You know, the guys, <laughs> you know, he rounded up enough to make a case out of this. Yeah, there was some substance in a few of them, I believe, but I think a lot of it was, you know, where they got paid a lot of money. And to be honest, in hindsight, if you were going to end up, you know, maintaining your innocence, then you should have just fought it till the bitter end. Um, should have just settled this to begin with. It probably had never hit the light of day. But now, you know, now we're in the situation that we are is because, you know, of a lot of the public outcry that Busby created by creating the, you know, the narrative on HBO and all these things where it wasn't about the money. But then ultimately, if 23 of the 24 have settled, what did they settle for? Money. Yeah, the person who was the star of that HBO special has settled. The, the settled the case for money. Yeah, she said that it wasn't about money and didn't want money. She wanted this all to come out in court. So, okay, there you have it. So, um, and the Texans, all the ones they settled with, even ones that hadn't hadn't accused that I know of or brought charges, um, they settled thirty cases. So it's like, well, what do you you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's and- just as. I, I, I want to make it clear that it's like we don't want we're not we're not defending the actions of Deshaun Watson. Uh, nobody nobody at the OBR is defending the actions of Deshaun Watson, and I, I don't want to make it seem like we're sort of trying to uh, 
you know, attack the character of the the people who, you know, were in, in the civil cases. I don't, that's not the case. They had, you know, obviously uh, they just wanted something to happen because something in their view, very bad happened to them and they wanted reparations for it. Uh, and considering the number of cases, obviously there was some bit of truth to that. There was definitely at least some truth to the accusations, especially the five that specifically the NFL had brought before C. Robinson said, these are the ones that are very serious. Uh, and these are the ones that we have sort of proof on. So we're not, I don't want to attack their character and I don't want to defend the actions of Deshaun Watson, but in the end, Deshaun Watson was not given any uh, was de declined prosecution by a grand jury a federal judge ar arbitrated the case and said okay here's what should happen and all of the civil cases are now settled so all of that happened but the nfl is kind of going in the opposite direction of all of that and saying we don't care that the grand jury didn't prosecute we don't care that the uh, independent judge said six games. We don't care that the civil cases are settled. We want an indefinite suspension. And that's where that's where some of the the confusion and some of the anger comes towards the NFL, not because Deshaun Watson didn't do anything, but because there's all of this. It's not like people haven't been trying to figure out whether Deshaun not, Watson was guilty or not. And all of the people who have done that have said, not criminal, six games, cases are settled. So it just it, it makes me wonder what the heck the NFL is is basing their decision on. They are they are living in an alternate universe where they get their own way and whatever they want rules, and it and it just seems that that's it doesn't matter what court says, it doesn't matter what any of these particular cases. It comes down to protecting the shield, and they feel that this is this is bigger to protect the shield versus what courts or arbitrators or anybody says. We're going to do what we want to do, and and uh, that's that's what it seems like to me. Now we haven't seen the final ruling, but I don't know why they're saying all these things if they're not if they're not willing to just get it, you know, settled and come to some type of agreement, seems like they're just putting it out there. So everybody's not surprised with what they're going to roll because again, it's, it's, how can you be the, the appealee going to the appealer, you know, the same people making the rulings are who you go back to to make the final say, you know, it's like, makes no sense to me. Makes no sense why the players would have agreed to that in the first place. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I got to imagine uh, there's a lot of people in the Sean Watson's camp that are not happy with uh, NFLPA representation right now, that the fact that this is even, this even exists, that this possibility happens. Fumble 13 saying what everybody thinks when they finally snap the football in week one, it will be like just an army of monkeys off the back. It's just, it's so many, so much annoyance and frustration with this off season. Uh, it's going to be so fun to, when they actually play. I don't care who even takes a snap. It could be Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen could take every snap this year. I just want to see some 
freaking football at this point. Uh, and then a uh, good question here from um, a name I'm not going to repeat, but it's very funny. Uh, if Watson gets a full season suspension, would you do the trade still if you were Andrew Barry? Well, I, I think they probably would because they were so done with Baker Mayfield. They feel like even if they lost him for the year, at some point they'd get him back next year and expected you got a 27-year-old franchise quarterback who you still have to think you'd have for five years at least and in the prime of his career. Um, sure, but now he'd be away from football over two years, almost three since he played. But I think they'd do it because um, by the amount of money they paid and by the amount of draft picks they paid, I don't think they would have done it if they thought, you know, it was indefinite that he wasn't coming back after. I mean, whatever it's going to be would be done this year. Yeah. Um, not an indefinite. You don't have to remember the indefinite suspension that Miles Garrett got, meaning like he could never play again with six games. Yeah. You know, and so it does sound and it's scary that they might never let him back in, but I I don't know. I don't know what in the world they want if they if they do suspend him for the whole season. Why in the world would you do even another portion of next year you know i mean yeah. come on you know this isn't like you committed murder you know that you're going to jail you know for 10 20 this was number of games so yeah. that's why i couldn't understand why it took so long for the judge to make a decision you know it's like six games eight games 10 games just pick a number they're gonna probably appeal it anyway and they did and now we've had five weeks of waste of time and now we have to wait some more. And I expect this to be really quick. I expect them to go, okay, we got it. Now we're going to go f- and we're going to get this. We're going to ram through what we want. Yep. I mean, uh, if, if we're talking about a year suspension, that is sort of in line with, you know, we talk about, he, he said it's not murder or anything. I mean, Dante Stallworth got, uh, this would be the same that Dante Stallworth got for conviction of manslaughter. Um, uh-huh. And, Deshaun Watson hasn't been convicted of anything. He hasn't even been prosecuted for anything. And, and that and that just it it blows the mind. Uh I mean, I'm not saying Deshaun Watson is innocent, but it blows the mind that we're talking What's about the him. The court of public opinion. You know, yeah. I just feel like, you know, they've okay, they put so much pressure on the league. Well, we're so upset about this. But there's other things they're not upset about. And it's just gonna you yeah. know, it's just it's just to me, it's 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 double standard. Yeah. I mean, and again, if this goes to court, that double standard is going to be in the public eye, which is is something that to keep an eye on for the next couple of days while we see if maybe this gets settled between the NFLPA and the NFL. Because uh, if this goes to court, every single bad thing the owners have ever done is going to be blasted from uh, every single NFLPA spokesperson. Uh, it is going to be a mess. Uh, Sarist says, is there any way he is not suspended for at least a year, even after the lawsuits are filed and decided? The lawsuits are already, I believe, filed and decided, except for one. Uh, so um, that just to answer the second part of the question, uh, that that's already happened. Um, but you, do you think do you think there's any way he gets out of this with less than a year? 
I think that, yeah, if they negotiate a settlement, they could be down. Like I said, the NFL reportedly from some of these same people leaking, you know, the information is they would have taken 12 games and like eight to 10 million fine. And Watson's camp turned that down. They didn't want any suspension. And so I would think that they'd be able to come to some conclusion if to stay out of court, if they accepted 12 games, but Watson's camp might just say, you know, if you're going to do 12 games, then bring it on, give it to us. And we're filing a lawsuit against you. And he's going to start playing you know, from day one. So I do think the Busby thing might be even, I wouldn't be surprised if the 24th suit, why, why wouldn't the last one be settled? I mean, I don't know if you're going to do that. Why wouldn't you just say, okay, what do you want? Let's be done with it. I would think that that might be part of the thing if not. And there's, there could be other ones out there. Maybe these five or six that got paid from the Texans might file suit so they could get paid too. I don't know. Yeah, it's well, we, we honestly, it, it could go in a lot of different directions from here. Um, and and that's that's just that's annoying because we had for about a day and a half a period where we thought this was over and we know exactly what's going to happen. We can figure out what the Browns are going to do, uh, with Jacoby Brissett for six games and then they're going to have Watson and we can start talking about football again. And then, uh, day and a half later, the NFL comes and blows that up. Um, this is the question that we are going to be getting a lot of. So let's, let's answer it now. Thank you, Mick the dog for the question. Jimmy G. If he's, if this goes to, again, you talked about how 12 games is basically the year. Uh, if this goes to 12 games or the full season, is that he's still out there? He made it to the NFC championship last year. I mean, it's, it seems like an obvious question. Uh, what do you think about Jimmy G? He's about the only option I see now. I mean, I was one of the few that said, wait until this situation is settled with Deshaun Watson before you trade Baker Mayfield. I know that, you know, there was a lot of, oh, you can't bring the guy back. But let's say Watson is now suspended for the whole year. You could have brought Mayfield back. Watson wasn't around to, you know, to to be in the way and to be, cause controversy. He's out of the picture. But they moved on from that. So the, the best option, in my opinion, is Garoppolo. I think if you want to salvage the season, that might be your best yep. chance. Because I just don't see – I've seen enough of Brissett, and he's a good – backup quarterback but I don't think he's gonna you know you can make the case great defense and just don't turn the ball over and with and lean on the running game and a game manager type and maybe you could win nine ten games maybe get in the playoffs but I don't think when push comes to shove if you did make the playoffs you can you can go all the way with that Garoppolo has shown that he can maybe give you a little bit more to get there. If you went all in with this roster and you really thought you'd have Watson for more than half the year and you were okay, I would think you've got to revisit that. And because you can't go in the season with Jacoby Brissett and either Josh Dobbs or Josh Rosen as your backup, because I've yeah. watched both of them. They're terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, we know how good Josh Rosen is at this point in his career. <laughs> I mean, I'm just seeing in practice, you know, even today. And so, 
you know, maybe things will change in the preseason, but it's a big drop off from Watson to to Brissett, but even more so, I'd say the drop off from Brissett down, and Brissett's one in, you know, one play away from being injured or out for the season. So you got to have somebody else. So I think you'd be better to have, you know, two of those guys, you know, and why couldn't you make a deal like the Panthers did for Mayfield, you know, a, a low risk future draft pick and get him to cut his salary down. Yeah. And uh, I think I I'm still on the Jordan love train. Uh, if this ends up being 12 games, there's people, there's a bunch of reports coming out from green Bay about how good Jordan love looks because they want to trade him. Uh, I think they've pretty much decided they want Aaron Rodgers. Can you hear uh, me? The long term. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I lost the volume. It might have been. It might have been on my end. Um, but uh, I'm still. I'm still in the Jordan Love train. Uh, I'd love to see Jordan Love come in, but Jimmy Garoppolo probably the more likely scenario because we know San Francisco is trying to move Jimmy, uh, and no. the Browns would almost certainly be interested. Um, shout out Taylor Poole um, for mentioning that we uh, made the playoffs despite Andrew Sandejo. Uh that's that's a that's a lovely one. Um, uh, Mick the dog says Jacoby limiting negative plays upgrade over number six makes sense. How are we doing? I'm uh, gonna get out. Oh, I think I think Fred might be having some audio problems, so you get to deal with me for a second. Uh, but that is, that is a big a big factor if you go and look at Jacoby Brissett. Uh, over the times he started, uh, he takes fewer sacks than Baker Mayfield, and his turnovers are a lot lower than Baker Mayfield. So I think they really like that as a backup quarterback. But when you talk about long term, when you talk about having uh, somebody uh, be a starter for 12 to 17 games, you want a little bit more than protecting the football and not taking sacks. Let's add Fred back in. Hopefully, Fred, can you hear me now? Yeah, I got a new phone and somebody called me and I don't know why it cut out. <laughs> I'm hearing it through my earphone, my phone. And when it, I didn't answer it, but it never came back. I'm seeing your mouth moving. And I can't hear anything, I, you know, all the way. So I just closed up. Sorry. All right. Uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, some spam in the YouTube chat. So welcome back to YouTube. We, uh, we, we don't deal with that, that spam as much, but I did to get that deleted. Uh, Kevin Cycles says, Jimmy G might get your playoffs, but not much more. Totally fair. There was a question I wanted to hit which is uh, Richard Rylot here said, is it possible for the players union to still appeal uh, Judge Robinson's decision? Um, they, they can appeal from what I understand, but this appeal now goes to the person that Roger Goodell chooses. So technically they can appeal, uh, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's going to go so well uh, considering uh, you're appealing to the person who is now pushing for the year long suspension. Well, that's what I heard you know, one of my sources told me is the reason they put out that statement, the preemptive strike saying, Hey, we're going to go with whatever the judge rules and we're not going to appeal. And we asked the NFL to do the same because that was their thinking. What good does it do to appeal to Roger Goodell anyway? Um, and so that's why they put out that. Obviously it fell on deaf ears. Yeah. Um, Nick the Doc says, I think some, this team can win some of the easier games with Jacoby, but then we get to the meat of the schedule, we'd be in trouble. That And that's that's something we talked about a lot when the six games came down, 
was that meat of the schedule really starts game seven uh, where you go Cincinnati and Baltimore. I forget which order they're in, but Cincinnati, Baltimore, game seven and eight. And you talk about it all the time. You know, Browns could go three and three to start uh, with Jacoby Brissett, but the division is the thing that matters. And miss having Jacoby Brissett instead of Deshaun Watson for those two games, it's just such a huge difference. Well, yeah, it was set up the original suspension game seven. He would play in Baltimore. I now realize he hadn't played in two years, but I still like my chances with Watson against the Ravens on the road as opposed to Brissett. You would have had him for all the division games, but that Steelers game in week three. And, you know, regardless of how you did in the early part of the season, you still play five of those six games with Watson and you have a chance to win the division. And if you win the division, no matter what your record is, you go to the playoffs. So it was Ravens on the road. And then the last game before the buys on Halloween on Monday night football against the Bengals at home. Yeah. And then they had a bye. So you had the Ravens and the Bengals with Watson. Now you probably don't. And so, you know, not trying to be negative. It's just that it's such a roller coaster yeah. on the way it was presented Monday. And then now what it is, it had been almost better if they had come out and said, you got a 10 game suspension or an eight game. And then they appealed and he reduced it down to six, you know, like, they always seem to do. They almost always go a couple games in reduce after it's a bigger suspension. This is yeah. going the other way. It looks yeah. like. Yeah. And uh, Kevin Cycle says Browns lose four, six division games with percent best case. Uh, it's a tough division. And I think people remember not just the Bengals, the Bengals are obviously an improved team. Um, we'll see if they can repeat what they did last year. It's worth remembering. They only finished, I believe 10 and seven in the regular season. They were one game away from not even making the playoffs. Uh, and then they went on the run, uh, in the playoffs. Uh, so 10 and seven won the division last year, but the Baltimore Ravens, you cannot understate, you cannot overstate how many pieces they are getting back. You know, their left tackle, Ronnie Stanley, uh, Marlon Humphrey, their entire secondary, basically they're getting back JK Dobbins and Gus Edwards. They, they were down bad last year in terms of injuries. Uh, the Browns had trouble with injuries last year. The Ravens were on a whole different level, uh, and they're back. So it's it's going to be a very very difficult division. And you know, Steelers Steelers even if even if you know Mitchell Trubisky, uh, small hands, Kenny Pickett, their defense is good enough that you can't just show up and beat them. You've you've got to have a good team, and and that's that's the struggle with it if we're looking at Brissett long term is. This is a very difficult division, and we saw last year if your quarterback isn't good enough, you're going to lose some games that you maybe should have won, uh, especially in the division. Uh, so it, it's worrying. It's worrying if they have to go with Brissett for week seven and eight, and that seems like uh, at, at the very least it'll be Brissett, if not somebody else they bring in to be a starting quarterback at this point. Yeah, I mean, as far as even a game manager, I mean, you could make the case – with a strong defense and played very well in the second half of the season, played well enough to win almost all those games, only given up like 16 points, 18 points a game over the final 11 games. But five times the Browns offense in the final drive had a chance to either win or get a first down to put the game away and couldn't do it. 
And some of those were turnovers by Mayfield. Interception against the Chiefs, interception against the Packers. Um, that's one thing that Brissett seems to do well. And so there is a case if you just kept took care of the ball, they would have won a couple more games last year. Well, maybe that would have got you to 10 wins and maybe into the playoffs. But it's hard to count on that. And so I don't want to say that there's no hope. It's an extremely tough schedule, but, and like you said, the division. So it's yeah. just a big air out of the balloon all the way around, you know, thinking that even in 2022 with a suspension, you still had a chance to compete and overcome it. I felt like they could overcome eight games, even starting three and five. But if it's more than that, you know, that's why the six looks so good from a football standpoint. But now it looks like a lot of those bets might be off. You just want to get it over with and get on with it. Like you said, quit talking about this stuff because it just seems like it's here to stay. It seems like the NFL, you'd think they wanted to get it over with and not have to talk about it anymore, especially with tomorrow night, the Hall of Fame game. But it's going to be right back in it as games start start to play. Yeah, and uh... – I hope I hope next week when uh, the web dork returns, you guys will be able to talk about uh, a settled suspension. Maybe you know best case scenario for the Browns at this point, I think, is eight games and then a pretty substantial fine. Uh, but it'll be it, it remains to be seen whether the NFL will be okay with that. Um, and uh, like Shirt Flavor says in the chat, uh, that discovery uh, <laughs> that discovery uh, phase uh, of the court case would be a very interesting one and one which the NFL almost certainly does not want to happen. So it will, uh, it, we will see how that goes. Uh, we're just about done here. Thanks everybody for joining. Uh, Fred, you will have training camp uh, content throughout the week. I'm sure you will have reactions to any updates on the Deshaun Watson situation on the site, but for all those people who are sick and tired of Deshaun Watson and want some football stuff, uh, Fred will have yeah. some stuff uh, for that uh... as well. There's an update today on Jack Conklin, some really good news. Amari Cooper, have a story on the front page. Grant Delpit, how he can really be like a JOK and really make – there's a lot of good things in there. Tomorrow's an off day, and then they're back at it Friday. Who knows? We might have the decision on and know by then what's going on, or we might not know until the season starts if this yeah. gets <laughs> tied up in court. So stick to us. We'll have it. Yeah, uh, cross your fingers, check the OBR.com. Uh, that's all you can really do at this point uh, as we hope to weather out this Deshaun Watson storm. Uh, and uh, we're here with you guys uh, for uh, for the whole thing, as frustrating as it might be. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, make sure to tune in tomorrow for Ask the OBR. The Web Dork will be back next week. Have a wonderful night. Thank you. New CBS Monday. NCIS. Here's where we can see them. NCIS and NCIS Hawaii return with all new cases. Double tap to the chest, one to the head. These guys are professionals. All new criminals. Finally, not they got here. Walking to paradise. And all new crimes to be solved. If you're watching this, I've been arrested. What are the charges? Just one. Murder. New NCIS and NCIS Hawaii. Monday, starting at 9, 8 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.